Welcome to the RV Dreaming Podcast. This podcast is for today's and tomorrow's nomads who thrive on adventure, embrace an unconventional lifestyle, and seek life beyond the ordinary. You will learn the mindset, methods, and motivations that others have taken to successfully live life on the road and truly enjoy the freedom that only the RV life can provide. Dive into stories, tactics, and inspirations that fuel the open road. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome to the podcast. My name is Stuart from Stuart Doing Stuff on Instagram. I'm so glad that you are here to join me today. We are going to talk about the Grand Sierra Resort RV Park in Reno, Nevada. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And here's the one thing that I think that you're probably going to come across when you are camping at RV resorts or RV parks that are attached to casinos. They are different and they have different strategies, and they have both good and bad and ugly, we'll get into, of just the uh, the RV park in itself. Because you, you're no longer, you're, you, it might be an RV park, but they don't have an RV park mentality or a campground mentality. They have a resort, a casino mentality, like you're going to a Vegas or you're going to a Reno or to one of those big places. So we're going to get into that. But first, let's talk about the good of the Grand Sierra Resorts RV Park in Reno, Nevada. The good is the location. If you're familiar with Reno, Nevada, it's kind of spread out in a big circle and it's plopped right back into the, it's, it's almost to the heart of Reno, where you have just a, a quick drive to the downtown area, you're close to South Reno, you're close to Sparks and the Nugget, where they have a whole bunch of activities over there, so you are centrally located within the town, to within the city, to do and go wherever you feel that you, you want to go and explore. There's there's a lot of stuff. And, and even beyond Reno and Sparks, you're only an hour and, and some change to South Lake Tahoe or North Lake Tahoe as well. So location-wise, you're in a really, really good spot. And the Grand Sierra Resort has a lot of amenities. We're talking about, okay, remember the word resort in Grand Sierra Resorts. It has lots of amenities. There's a big casino. There's a ton of restaurants. And the restaurants, you get both the fancy restaurants and the and the not fancy restaurants. We'll get into that a little bit more, too. There's the Fun Quest, which is this area for the kids. And, and not just little kids. There's the arcade and the redemption games and, and all that. But they also have stuff for... You know, adults, they have escape rooms that are in there. They have axe throwing. They have virtual reality. They've they really added a lot to uh, to accommodate that. There's also a bowling alley at the uh, thing and a movie theater. Now, the movie theater doesn't show, like, the first run hits, but they're cheap. So it, it's a good thing. So between the bowling alleys and movies and fun quests and all the other stuff, it's great no matter how old or what age group or, or who you're traveling with. As part of the Grand Sierra Resort, they have, a, they have a gorgeous swimming pool, tons of hot tubs. There's even a, a, a driving range over there. There's a big water island where you can go and you can rent some clubs. If you don't have your own clubs, you can rent some there too. Get a bucket of balls. You can hit them into this island, this water island with little floaty little things uh, that you can kind of aim for. It's, it's, it's really a cool spot. There's lots of parking for dry camping if you don't want to get a campsite. I was there the weekend after Burning Man, so there were a lot of burner vehicles that were just taking up uh, residency in the parking lot. And one thing that I, I got on my confirmation email when I stayed at the RV park is there was a statement that said, hey, there are burners here in our parking lot. So 
be ready for that. I'm paraphrasing it, but it, it did recognize the the contributions that burners make to the property, um, and such. And some of them were in the RV park. Some of them were dry camping, but they were they were definitely around in the RV park. Also, newly remodeled restrooms and laundry rooms. So that was really really nice. And the great thing is, you got the 24/7 action all within walking distance to the casino, to the bars, to the nightlife, to the entertainment. Sublime was playing when I was there. And it's something funny if you're a music fan. It's actually, it said Sublime with Rome. So it, it was actually the very first show I was reading that uh, none of the original members of Sublime were playing as Sublime at the Grand Sierra when I was there. So that was uh, that, that was just something interesting. Oh, going back to the restaurants, there were a few really expensive restaurants or some. They have the, obviously the Grand Buffet. There's a rim that is a great Asian uh, spa- uh, space. There's the Charlie Palmer Steakhouse. And there's a Mexican joint and a, and a cafe, a little coffee shop that was in there. But also on the lower level, there was a round table pizza, which if you know me, I love round table pizza. There's also a Porta Subs, which is kind of like a sandwich shop. And then there's a Johnny Rockets down there as well. So you get a a wide gamut of food-related items. And the Grand Sierra has an app or an online ordering system where if you're staying at the RV park during RV park business hours, they will actually deliver the food to your rig. So that was another great benefit of staying at the Grand Sierra. Because it can be a walk to get to the Grand Sierra Resort into the hotel. It is a big property. So it could be a 10-minute 15 minute walk and and if it's sunny and it's hot outside it it could be uh challenging sometimes but it's it's not horrible so how much does this cost well this is a a part where some of it goes into the good some of it goes into the bad and some of it goes into the ugly okay remember we're, we're talking about hotels and touristy hotels and pricing is good during the weekdays averaging 40 to 60 dollars for weekday stays per night and that could be a 30 amp that could be a 50 amp it could be a back end that could be a pull through they have large premium pull through 70 feet long or, or something so you can bring all your big rigs all your toys and not have to worry about it but that's going to be on the on the higher end of the of the scale so 40 to 60 bucks during the weekday but let's go into the bad because the bad part is is it can be bad and let's see if the bad outweighs the good or the good outweighs the bad as you get into weekend stays the pricing goes up because they use the same pricing formulas for the rv park that they do during in the in the casinos so pricing on the weekends they pricing goes from 40 to 60 dollars to more than double it could go 80 to 100 dollars per night for weekend stays and i think that's one of the bad things eighty dollars to a hundred dollars for a weekend stay a friday night or a saturday night that's a lot i mean that's that's a lot 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 um so and then another part of the the bad part is um certain parts of the rv park are dirty and run down so it's set up into two different sections where you check in there's a a premium section where you get really nice uh concrete pads a outdoor dining table there's trees around it's cleaner everything is paved you're closer to the hotel casino and then there's the back side the the back end where you move more into gravel and when i went i 
I was cheap. I stayed in the in the back end and in, in a thirty amp pull through space. The the back end it's all gravel. There's weeds. There's dead trees. The electrical boxes. The covers are hanging on barely with the thread. The it just is like a night and day difference between the front end and the back end. Now both bathrooms that service the front end and the back end were new, nice and remodeled. So that was good. But the back end, man, it was just there's photos and videos on my Instagram account if you go there. Stuart doing stuff and you can just tell that it is a uh, a lesser priority of the regular spaces in the back than it is for the premium spaces that are in the front and and also when I say in the back it probably can tack on depending upon what part in the back you are it can tack on another five to seven minute to uh, time to walk from your campsite to the casino so it can go now 15 minutes if you're just kind of strolling over there so that is a uh, that is a thing Again, they use the algorithms that predict the room prices for their RV spaces as well. So they fluctuate based on supply and demand. It's something that you don't really see a lot of at a normal campground. So just you got to kind of have to change your, your mindset on that as well. In addition to the RV park being expensive, the food and drinks at the resort are also expensive. Remember, it's a touristy destination, so be prepared for that. Fancy restaurants like the Charlie Palmer Steakhouse at the top of the list and the Rim Asian Bistro, the Grand Buffet, um, all those dining establishments are, are going to be on the higher end of the of the price tag. But the good thing is you don't have to eat there because there are the other options like the Johnny Rockets and the Porta Subs and the Round Table Pizzas and, and your RV. You know, there's a Walmart right across the street. So if you need to run over there and grab some food, you can do that and cook it right into your rig. And, and that's, an, that's an issue, too. Now, you think that at such a high price that the that the uh, spaces would be decent. And, and unfortunately not. You're, you're going to be on top of each other. You're, there's not a lot of room in between you and your neighbors. So you're going you're gonna to meet some new people, whether you like it or not. You're going to have some neighbors uh, when you're there. They are, um, they, the spaces are not, are not very um, spread out. We'll just, we'll just put it that way. Another thing uh, that would go into the bad part of the Grand Sierra Resort and Casino and this doesn't really apply to me, but it might apply to you. They do have age restrictions on RVs. It's 10 years or newer on travel trailers, 20 years or newer on motorhomes. And so any time that you're going to be checking in or making a reservation beyond that, you may not be accepted. But they do have a form that you can fill out and you can upload photos to get special permissions. They, here's, I'm going to read this straight from their website. It says, quote, Due to the high standards of quality in the Grand Sierra Resort RV Park, pop-up trailers, tents, or home-constructed units will not be permitted. And I I don't know how strictly they enforce that because when I was there, I did see pop-up trailers and home-constructed units and, uh, and, and things that were there, mostly from the burners. So maybe they were making an exception for the burners because they are trying to be very accommodating of of that crew. So they are there. And and finally, the ugly. So we did the good, we did the bad, and here's the ugly. Think Las Vegas style resort fees. It is an additional cost on top of what you are already paying. So if you're taking a a hundred dollar RV spot for a weekend, a Friday, Saturday night, the resort fees is an additional twenty-two dollars and fifty-four cents per day and that's on top of that so really your space went from a hundred bucks to 122 dollars and during the weekday the cheapest spot your 40 dollar 
RV spot space now became $62.54, plus taxes, plus fees, plus tourism charges, and all the other stuff that the city of Reno taxed on. So those fees add up fast, and it is not a cheap place to stay. So those, those the, you know, because they, they, the, the city has the, the thing where you, they, they charge taxes on your room for tourism fees and, and all this other stuff. That also does apply to the RV park. So... Just recall that. So what does that resort fees get you? Well, it gets you two things. It gets you 24-hour access to the gym that's at part of the casino. And it also gets you unlimited access to the pool and hot tub. So is it worth it? I don't know. I used the pool once and, and hung out with the hot tub and, and, and stuff like that and hit the gym. Is it worth $22.54 per day for? I know. I don't think so, uh, especially considering that a lot of other campgrounds that are out there uh, don't charge those kinds of resort fees. It's all included as, as part of the amenities. So that's the Grand Sierra Resort RV Park. And would I stay there again? The answer is kind of yes, only because of the convenience. So if it were me, what I would do is I would book maybe one or two nights during, the, like if I knew I was going to be there for, let's say five days, I would try and make those days weekdays, like Sunday through Thursday. So I'm not paying the big resort fee. Or I'm not paying the resort fees. I'm not paying all the expensive stuff. The other thing that I would do is I wouldn't always stay at the campsite. I would probably book one night, maybe two at the campsite and then just dry camp in the parking lot the rest of the time. I mean, I've got the batteries, I got this, so maybe I, I do a check-in one day, I dump and fill my tanks when I got there so that I'm good, then I'd stay there for one night, then i move my car or move the rig into the uh, the parking lot and, and dry camp out there for a couple days and then maybe move back in to the RV park when I'm getting ready to leave at the end of the week or something like that. They are very accommodating to overnight vehicles and, and, and such like that. So I would probably do that and still get all the amenities. And if you check in on day one, I don't even know if I should say this. You check in on day one, you get your key that allows you access to the bathrooms. And to access the pool, all you have to do is show your key. You don't need to swipe it or anything. You just show your key and they just let you in. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But you didn't hear that from me, okay? Because I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But it could be done. I'm just... Gonna <laughs> say it like that, you know, and <laughs> so there's there is another option though. Um, th as far as RV parks in Reno, there aren't really many nicer ones that are out there. There are some older ones that are run down that are more like trailer park kind of RV parks, and they're scattered throughout Reno's. But there are two other options that you could consider aside from the Grand Sierra Resort. One of them is a KOA. The KOA is 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 at the uh, Boomtown Hotel Casino. RV park, and that is in Verdi, and I would say it's about another 10 or 15 minutes west of downtown Reno. So it's it's out in the middle of the hills. There's not much out there except for Boomtown and a gas station, and now there's a Cabela's that is out there that they just built a little while ago. So you could stay out there as well. And Boomtown Hotel Casino also has truck parking kind of out toward the east end of their lot as well. So you can probably even dry camp in that area as well. I did see some rigs out there when I when I went out over there as well. So you, you could do some dry camping out there. And Boomtown Hotel Casino is just like Grand Sierra, but not as fancy and not as big. But they do have a kids' fun center. They do have hotels. They have a Johnny Rockets on site. They have a casino, bars, entertainment, and, and, and all that. But definitely not to the scale 
of the Grand Sierra Resort. But the KOA campground, you know, they, you know how they are with pricing, so they, they have that there. Another option is if you do not want to stay at a hotel casino, um, I've stayed at the Sparks Marina RV Park, which is nice and clean. It is about the same price as a Grand Sierra, but it does not have the resort fees. The, the upside to it is it's not attached to a casino, so it's more traditional RV park styling. And it is within walking distance to a lot of different amenities, including the Legends Out, uh, the Legends Out, uh, what do you call it, the Outlet Center. There's a lot of shops and restaurants and dining that's over there. There's a Shields, and there's also a brand new casino that you can walk to around there. There's a great park and pond that you can go walk around. I forget what it's called, Sparks Pond or Sparks Lake or whatever. So there is that as well that you can go and check out. So there are some other options there that you could consider when you're looking at trying to stay up in the Reno area, depending upon your budget and depending on how you can do it. There's a lot of places that you can boondock and dry camp out in that area and uh, still take advantage and, and, um, and, and still have a great time at any of these different properties. So that is my report from the Grand Sierra Resort, the good, bad, and ugly here on the RV Dreaming Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to enjoy your travels, make them safe, make them fun, and make them memorable. I'll see you on Instagram at Stuart Doing Stuff and in the next episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. Thanks for listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. See the action on Instagram. Stuart Doing Stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode.